Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to 32 Manias of Mike. Uh, we are moving into WrestleMania X8 or WrestleMania 18, if you don't know what Roman numerals are. Um, <laughs> we're back up in Toronto, uh, up in the Sky Dome, and this 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 WrestleMania is oddly reminiscent of WrestleMania 6 in a few different ways. Uh, I mean, mostly it has to do with, like, Hulk Hogan being back. Um, Hulk Hogan, last time he was in Toronto, was his only WrestleMania loss, really, that, you know, singles loss, anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, let's just, you know, start from the bomb, as we always do. Uh, we open again with the Eric Hotnell Championship, as we have the champion William Regal going up against Rob Van Dam. Uh, a lot of this match was built on the whole power of the punch and the brass knuckles gimmick. Uh, you know, it, it, <laughs> it's fun. It, it's it's a good time. Um, but yeah, Rob Van Dam wins the Intercontinental Championship. As I've said before, the Intercontinental Championship changes hands a lot at WrestleMania. It really does. It's very rare when it actually gets defended successfully. But um, good for RVD. RVD making his WrestleMania debut and um, pretty kick-ass match with Regal. Him and Regal, you don't know really what kind of match that would be until you see it. And they work pretty well together. Uh, so moving along, we have a lot. We have three. This mania opens with three title matches in a row, which is awesome. Uh, next one is for the European Championship. We got the champion, Diamond Dallas Page, making, well, not really making his WrestleMania debut because, as we've said, he's been at WrestleMania before. Granted, he was driving a car, but still. Um, and that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And he's... Uh, He's going up against Christian. Uh, story for this was Christian was uh, a whiny crybaby, and DDP was trying to use his positively page stuff to get Christian on the right path. And then when Christian won a match, he turned his back on DDP, and boom, we have a title match. But um, hi, it's DDP, and he's going to win with a diamond cutter because, of course, he does. That's that's how it works. That's how it works. Uh, it was a good match, though. A little, little bit short, a little bit short, but... Nice to see DDP get a little WrestleMania rub because I don't know how many other WrestleMania matches DDP has. I don't remember too many others. Maybe one next year, but I don't think any after that. Um, but moving on, we have a hardcore championship match. And I'm just going to break down everything from the hardcore title because um, it's broken up into a bunch of segments. Like all the segments in between matches and stuff are kind of little hardcore matches uh, because... For some reason, the hard the twenty four seven rule is back in effect. I'm not sure why. I forget the history of the Hardcore Championship. I thought it died with Crash Holly, but um, yeah, go figure. So the the champion is Maven, tough enough winner, Maven, which is awesome actually. I totally forgot Maven was a champion at a WrestleMania, and he got to come out with the belt and everything. It was it was good. He was going up against Goldust, and um, Goldust brought out a whole bunch of gold accoutrement like gold garbage cans a golden shovel all stuff like that and um it's a really fun match but then spike dudley interferes pins maven runs away with the hardcore championship uh everyone gives chase to him obviously you know as as people do with the hardcore tail i think crash holly even runs in there too but uh spike eventually runs backstage <laughs> there, there's a part where al snow is driving a golf cart and he has teddy long riding shotgun with them and they just drive into a whole bunch of boxes just missing spike dudley 
which is really funny. And then uh, Hurricane comes in, kicks Spike Dudley in the face, becomes the new hardcore champion. Uh, later in the night, we see Hurricane's about to jettison off, and Mighty Molly shows up right next to him. And as Hurricane spins around, Mighty Molly hits him with a frying pan, and she becomes the new hardcore champion. And she's looking to exit the Sky Dome, and <laughs> this is this is one of my favorite bits of all the whole night. Um, there's one of those doors. I think it's like a hockey door, um, where the top can close and the bottom stay open. Mighty Molly's running towards the door, but you don't know it's one of those kind of doors yet. And someone pushes the top part into her, and Christian just shows up and says, "Stand back! There's a new champion coming through," and he becomes the hardcore champion. And um, Christian has bided his time. He's called a cab. He's packed his bags. He's thrown his he's thrown a suitcase in the trunk, and he savors it a little too long. Maven comes out from behind Christian, rolls him up really quickly, grabs the hardcore title. And um, leaves. And Maven leaves WrestleMania as the hardcore champion. Not what I expected. I totally forgot about that part. But yeah, it, the whole hardcore thing is really fun. It, it goes throughout the whole show. It's a running trend. But uh, back to the, the card proper. We got a bunch of... Um, we, we have Kurt Angle going up against Kane. Um, they didn't even really define what this feud was about too much. I'm pretty sure Kane cost Kurt Angle a title shot at some point down the line. It, I mean, you know, it it was an okay match. It's Kurt Angle. It's Kane. They're they're both extremely solid workers. Um, Kurt Angle again gets another pin by holding the the ropes though, which is kind of interesting. Like Kurt Angle, one of the best wrestlers in the world, his only wins at WrestleMania so far have been by cheating. Um, but yeah, it, it's a fun little ten minute match. This next match, though, oh god, I, I remember this match. This match is great. I, you know, remember how I said last, uh, last time that the Undertaker vs. Triple H might be Taker's favorite best WrestleMania match. This one, whole, this one's really up there too. It's the Undertaker and Ric Flair. If you guys don't remember this, um, Ric Flair was the part owner of WWE at the, WWF at this point because. Um, Shane and Stephanie sold their stock of WCW and ECW to a consortium, and that consortium was me! Woo! Yeah, Ric Flair. You get it. Um, so Vince and Rick were co-owners, and it got to the point where Taker, uh, where Ric Flair helped The Rock uh, from, from the Undertaker cheating in a title match, basically. And Taker got pissed, as Taker is wont to do. And Taker wanted a match with Ric, Ric Flair. And Ric Flair said no, because he was a co-owner and he wasn't a wrestler. He wasn't going to do that. So Taker attacked Arn Anderson. Flair still said no. Then Taker went to what I can only assume is FCW or OVW at that point. Probably OVW. He attacked David Flair and just beat the crap out of him. And Ric Flair is fine. Ric Flair was finally like, fine, you want Ric Flair? You got Ric Flair. Awesome match. It was a no DQ match because Vince is in charge, so he makes it a no DQ match. Flair bleeds all over the place. Taker bleeds all over the place. Um, one of the coolest things, Flair has the figure four locked in, and Taker sits up. Really, really good stuff. Arn Anderson comes back to get a little bit of revenge, delivers a picture-perfect spinebuster. Beautiful, beautiful part in the match. I, if Taker's streak had ended at that spinebuster, I think everyone in the world would have been okay with it. 
I'm serious. Like that, it was so good. It was so good. I remember even as a kid, that got even just watching it again. I'm like, oh, I really want that to be the finish. <laughs> I knew it wasn't because obviously it's the Undertaker. He wins. Spoiler alert. Um, but this was his tenth win. So this is actually when Taker first acknowledged it too. Like he held, he held out the ten fingers. He did the toll Ty Dillinger. But yeah, um, but yeah, really good match. Um, now we move on to a match that is about a Japanese hair uh, shampoo commercial. I'm not joking. Uh, it's Edge and Booker T. Uh, Booker T. Th- that's the whole gimmick here. Booker T. Supposedly booked a Japanese shampoo commercial, which I'm I'm not even going to get into the logistics of that. Then uh, apparently it turns out Edge got it instead. Feud. Um, it's a fine match, you know. Edge comes out to his um, awesome Rob Zombie music, really, really underrated theme. Uh, but yeah, it's about it's about a six man match. Edge beats Booker T. He still uses the downward spiral, I think, at this point. I don't think he's even using the spear yet. But uh, he does the Edge Rooney, which is great, and it's nice to see the guy who went to WrestleMania six come back to Toronto to get his first singles win at WrestleMania. Very cool story. Um, now we move on to um, another big part of this year was Vince McMahon getting all pissed off and saying he didn't want the WWE anymore and he's going to kill it with a lethal dose of poison. Yeah, uh, the NWO. The NWO comes in. Um, and it, we get Scott Hall versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Really fun match. Um this probably happened a long time ago too, probably back in like '95, like the Ringmaster versus Razor Ramon. I'm sure that happened at one point. I would almost guarantee it. This was great though. I mean, Kevin Nash came out of Scott Hall. It's basically a handicap match. Austin takes out both outsiders, which <laughs> tells you what they think about WCW at this point. I mean, if you think about Ric Flair lost, Booker T lost. The only WCW guy to really get a win is DDP. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Edge beat Booker T. It was fine. It's fine. You know, it's a serviceable match. Uh, Stone Cold beat Scott Hall, as you would expect. He beat him with a stunner. Um, But Scott Hall sells the stunner pretty well. He really does. Like, uh, it actually takes two stunners in a row to beat Scott Hall because he just does, like, the pop-up and he's still standing. So Austin does it again. It's pretty great. Uh, But now moving on to... It's a weird match. It's a tag team championship match, but this unfortunately starts a trend, if I remember correctly, for a lot of the tag team title matches at WrestleMania to come. It's a four corners elimination match. Now, uh, we say tag team wrestling is bad now. This was back when tag team wrestling didn't even really have feuds, per se. Like, once you got past the Hardys, Dudleys, and Edge and Christian, there were a lot of teams, but not a lot of feuds necessarily so um we have billy and chuck the champions by the way underrated theme song underrated theme song it's it's good it's really it's it's very fun uh going up against the apa the dudleys and the hardys and the dudleys are with stacy keebler the duchess of dudleyville of course um it's a good match you know it goes about 14 minutes you know something like that uh the apa are the first guys to get taken out with a 3D. Uh, Devon ends up going through a table and the Hardys take out the Dudleys. And then I believe it's 
Billy cheats, uh, hits one of the Hardys with a title belt, and they retain their titles. Pretty decent match. Uh, you know, not too much in the way of story, but you know, pretty decent match overall. And these were four these are four really good teams. I was trying to remember as I was watching the show who else would be in the title match. And I only remember three out of the four teams, but you know, it's still a good time. Good time, everyone. All right, now we get to probably what should have been the main event, but wasn't. The Rock and Hulk Hogan. Or Hollywood Hogan if you're nasty, I guess. Um this uh, this match is great. You know me, I'm not a Hogan guy. This might be my favorite Hogan match. I don't know. I still like I still like the match with him and Bundy in the cage. I like that way more than I ever remember liking it. I think that might still be my favorite. I'm not positive. We have a few more Hogan matches to get through, so we're not, you know, finished off yet. But um this reminded me a lot of Warrior and Hogan. It really did. Like, uh, if you add like the Attitude Era into Warrior and Hogan, and not the crappy WCW version, you'll probably get pretty much the same match. It's really fun. Um, Rock takes two rock bombs at people's elbow to beat Hogan. Afterwards, they shake hands. The NWO gets pissed off. Um, then Hogan and Rock team up to take out the NWO, and you know, big pose off as Hulk Hogan is wont to do. And the look of the rock, like just the sheer joy on his face as Hogan is sm- as Hogan is posing for the crowd. That's the moment. That's the real moment in this match. A lot of people will tell you it's the handshake. A lot of people will tell you it's the stare down beforehand. The real moment is rock is when the camera just catches him marking out like a little kid. It's great. It's really, really good. All right. And now um, this is another unfortunate trend. Uh, the buffer match in between the two main events is the women's championship. Now, uh, the women's champion is Jazz, who is underrated. Jesus, she's fantastic in this match. And it's a triple threat match with Lita and Trish. Both not exactly at their prime yet. Like, Lita and Trish will get better, definitely. They're on their way up. But Jazz... Jazz is crushing it in this match. She is really good. She is like, you can tell she's kind of the one orchestrating this match a little bit. There's a few not safe looking things. It's, it's a rough match to watch, but damn, it's fun because you can tell, um, you can tell these, um, these women probably got a directive. Like the Hogan rock stuff went long. So they probably got the match condensed a little bit, and they're just going full tilt. They really, really are. They're go- they're going into it like this is the first modern women's match I think at WrestleMania. This WrestleMania X Eight. This is where this is where like the women's revolution really kind of started. Yeah, I mean it's Jazz, Lita, and Trish. Really good, really good. Highly recommend it. Um. We're going to get into a bunch of bear matches a, a little bit down the line. One that's probably heavily edited on the network, but uh, don't worry. We'll talk about that when we get to it. And then we get the main event. Triple H going up against Chris Jericho for the Undisputed Championship, and Jericho has Stephanie in his corner. Um, this is a great feud between Triple H and Stephanie. Yeah, uh, Chris Jericho is kind of just the guy holding the belts. 
<laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate that I mean, when Jericho won the undisputed title, awesome moment. He beat Austin and Rock in the same night. He'll always be able to say that. Literally, he always has said that since since then. Um, and this is a great match. It really is. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work in Triple H's leg because he just came back from the quad injury, but. It's a good match. It's, and you know what, Triple H. Triple H is the right call. Is the right call. He won't be the right call down the line, but he is the right call on this night. It's just this match shouldn't have been the main event, despite the fact that it's for the undisputed championship. Rock and Hogan should have gone on last because the crowd was a little, a little drained from Rock and Hogan. But uh, yeah, it's still really fun match. I'll. Uh, uh, a lot of good things going on. It, Stephanie gets pedigreed, which, um, you know, uh, Triple H pedigreeing his, I'm not sure if they were actually married then. I think they were still dating at that point, but I don't think they're actually married yet. But uh, it's it's fun to see. Like, it's also weird to see how much Stephanie has changed and how much she really hasn't changed. So uh, it's kind of good to see the progression on that a little bit. And, yeah, so I think that's it for WrestleMania X8. Uh, there's a lot of fun stuff. Actually, there's one thing uh, I should talk about. There was a heat match, which I don't remember at all. And the only reason I'm bringing up is because uh, the other team is really weird. It's Rikishi, Sky Too High, and Albert, the hip-hop hippo, which makes sense, going up against Landstorm, Test, okay, you have me so far, and Mr. Perfect. What? Yeah. I don't know either. I know Perfect came back in 2002 and was in the Rumble, but teaming with Lance Storm and Test? Go figure. I'd actually, I wouldn't, I might look up and see if Sunday Night Heat's on the network just to see if I can see that match. Because that, that just sounds like an interesting team to me. Oh, and Jackie was the special guest referee for some reason. Go figure. All right. Well, um, if you have any thoughts about Rock or Hogan or, Taker and Flair or anything like that, uh, hit me up at MadMike4883. Leave some comments in the YouTube. Hit us up on Facebook at Wrestling Mayhem Show or hit us up at Mayhem Show on Twitter with the hashtag MM. All right. And uh, we'll be back next time for WrestleMania 19. Ooh, 19. I do not remember where 19 is. I want to say maybe 19, maybe Chicago. I don't know. See, this is this is around the time where I start to forget where a lot of WrestleManias are because the locations kind of blend together a little bit. Yeah, a lot, lot, lot of big airy stadiums. I don't really remember a lot of them. But um, oh, and one other thing before I sign off, WrestleMania 18 uh, holds a very special place in my heart. I was able to go to the fan access at WrestleMania 18. I didn't go to the actual show. Um, because it was around my birthday, I had gotten a ticket for one day at Fan Access. And this was my first experience with, like, basically wrestling Comic-Con. And it was awesome. Um, they had, like, they had taken molds of a bunch of different wrestlers' body parts. Like, they had Kane's head and Chokeslam hand. They had Rikishi's butt. Then, to balance it out, they had Stacey Keebler's butt. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was a weird show. They had, like, the limo that was destroyed. And uh, I waited on a really long line to meet Stone Cold Steve Austin. A really long line. Um, but also, they had this thing where you got to sit in and do commentary. 
And <laughs> I wish I could find the tape of this. I have no idea where the tape is. If I ever find the tape of this, I will convert it to digital and put it on the Mayhem Show site. Um, I got to do commentary of Michael Cole. Yeah. Um, yeah, some people uh, were just doing commentary by themselves, but I didn't know Michael Cole was sitting down next to me until he sat down next to me, and I freaked out, and I was I was calling either... Uh, it was either TLC 2 or the Triangle Liar match. I forget which WrestleMania match it was. But I couldn't stop saying the word amazing. And my friends in college... I showed it to my friends in college, of course, because I had to. And they just kept busting on me the whole time. But yeah, WrestleMania access really cool. If you ever get a chance to go to... Like, even if you're in the right area and you don't and you can't get tickets for Mania or don't want to go to Mania or whatever, I highly recommend access. Access is amazing. It's wrestling Comic Con, you know. It, when I, I'll get to the when I get to when we get to twenty nine, I'll tell you all about more access there. But uh, yeah, all right. So uh, we'll be back for WrestleMania nineteen. I don't remember where it is. Maybe Chicago. Maybe who knows? The last time I forgot where it was, it was in Philly. So we'll say Philly. I'm guessing. I don't know. All right. Uh, so for Mad Mike, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been Thirty Two Manias with Mike.